0: My one my one isn't this a lot of fun 22222 two, 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 two. Did you America Hello there, welcome to Did You America, Season 2, Episode... Uh 808. Uh he's Jeremy. I'm Ian Campfield. Thank you for hanging out with this one. Uh we've been away for a while. I hope we haven't forgotten how to do it. I can tell you this much, it
1: wasn't my fault.
0: <laughs> oh, I think it technically was on one of the days.
1: Oh, yeah, probably. You know what? No. No, neither of the days. Usually it's almost always my fault, but both of these are on you this week oh, yeah, or last how about week. That? The stoner was more reliable. Yeah, I was looking at my <laughs> phone, like, when are we gonna record? I'm lonely.
0: <laughs> so uh Jeremy uh, comes into my apartment where we recorded uh, the podcast today, and uh, says, "Have you seen those photos from Afghanistan? Which I guess is the conversation that everyone's having at the moment because it doesn't matter what side you're on. Any news report, any photo that you've seen in the last, particularly 24, 48 hours, it's just horrifying, right? Yeah,
1: I'm no longer impressed when you hear about like Tom Cruise did a movie where he's hanging on the side of the plane. Actually, like those people were actually doing that. It was yeah, nuts. That is
0: one of the one of the photos that is the most shocking like literally hanging on the side of the plane trying to get out of the country right? yeah
1: I wish I knew like I, you know, I don't claim to be intelligent enough to know what's going on but I wish I knew because it seems
0: crazy I also am not intelligent enough to have a, a a read on it but it seems to me that it's uh, it's an obvious thing to say that as I said whichever side you're on um you've been in there for 20 years and England, you know, the UK also involved with this. um, And now this has happened. And those 20 years is obviously multiple administrations. So you don't really need to put the blame somewhere specifically. You just need to say all the lives that were lost, be them troops or people that were there, just there's just human life. And now it's not even like America was defeated. They went, there you go, you can have this. Yeah, I mean, like the world is so politically
1: charged now that like everyone's obviously going to immediately point the finger. But like you said, like... Over the last 20 years, every every party has had their own bit in this. And just, you know, every party also wanted to get the troops out there. But there was always this warning that this could happen. But it, who would have thought this quickly? I mean, like... All you ever heard was like all this money that was getting spent to train their military, right? And within weeks, the it didn't work out. It it
0: literally has been like uh, if you were moving out, they gave the keys to to the house to someone else, and they've moved in, right? I mean, but literally like that, it's it's so so it it's crazy. So you know. Um, you kind of look at that and go, wow, and those poor people. Um, And also, you know, troops, you know, I've got friends that were in the military and people that went out there to do a job and people lost their lives. People are, you know, mentally affected by it long term and for this. Yeah. I mean, it just shows like, again, for everyone who wants to
1: blame their enemy or the other side, whatever it is, like, it just goes to show you that not there's not always a correct answer for everything you do. So, right. like, where something seems like the right choice and you know now it's just about, you know, luckily the whole world is seeing this and, you know, hopefully something gets done of it before, yeah. you know, something tragic
0: happens. Meanwhile, closer to home, Jeremy was having his own private war in Colorado. Yeah, I,
1: uh, well, actually, no, it happened here. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, so I... Uh, I was so fired up about what's going on in the world that <laughs> right. you, you know, managed to pick a fight with a bus driver and Apple. Uh, yeah, maybe. Well, I was having such a good weekend. Let me tell you, I went to Colorado to visit some family. You know, family vacations are always a little stressful for me, but I got it done. I got to have my good times in Colorado, if you know what I'm saying. Well,
0: you say that, but I, when you told me, Jeremy sent me a text late last night saying, i got a good story for the podcast. I just got into a fight with a bus driver at the airport. And um, my immediate thought was, if you send a stoner to Colorado... <laughs> who's going to see his extremely conservative grandfather in what is a weed-free zone in the most weed-friendly place in all of America. It's probably going to make the stoner agitated to the fact that you were ready to fight just about anyone on the way home. Well, like
1: the good stoner I am, I managed to break away from the family for just enough time to get my fix and get a little supply for the weekend and luckily my grandpa at his old age does not have a sense of smell so
0: <laughs> i uh, so, so why'd you pick a fight with a bus driver well, here's at the, the airport? Thing. dude's just trying to earn a
1: buck well sure i went to the airport high as one does and you know after sitting in the airport waiting for my flight and being on the two-hour flight black and then Waiting for, you know, my bag at baggage claim and all that. You know, I was no longer high and I was waiting to get high in my car on the drive home. And I was very irritable.
0: Right. So basically you were traveling. This is a tra- what you just described is the experience that everyone has traveling. Yeah. Right. But, but most, most people-, people then don't <laughs> pick a fight with the bus driver. Okay.
1: So... I uh everyone knows we're in Dallas Fort Worth and
0: DFW airport is massive. It's like its own city. You you they pay you to enter it like you're being charged to go into like an amusement park right. or something and then it literally is. I've driven friends to the airport to drop them off if they visited or whatever. And uh, you enter the airport and about six miles later, you might get to the right terminal. So that's exactly what happened to me
1: and why I was so frustrated. Because, you know, when you get off the plane, all you want to do is get home. Right. So Again, I'm just in- a
0: typical traveler experience. Go yeah, on. But, uh, you, the, yeah. All right. What? Keep going. So I'm in
1: Terminal C, but I had parked in Terminal A. And sadly, that is not walking distance no. at DFW. So I go to, you know, the terminal link bus area where they're supposed to come pick you up. And again, it was a great travel experience. This kind of stuff never happens to me. My bag was like the first one out of baggage claim. Like I'm making incredible time. Mm -hmm. So now I see a bus is waiting there at the end in the area. But I see on the sign it says terminal D and E, Mm. not the one I'm going for. Right. So I walk up to the guy. I'm like, hey, you know, screw these people. 20 bucks, you take me where I got to go. And I was kind of like half joking, but was kind of trying to gauge his interest. And he was like very offended by this, like a little like weirdly offended by this. And he closes the door, like gets in the car and like quickly drives off. So I'm a little weirded out, whatever. Another bus is going to inevitably come. So that's one come. bus driver you've upset. Yes. And you
0: didn't even get to go on his bus. No. So <laughs> now I
1: wait 15 minutes or so and another DE comes. So, you know, I can't get on that one. 20 minutes after that uh a and a B finally arrive so now I've been waiting 35 minutes for a bus at an airport that is so massive they should have hundreds of these buses running at all times
0: again a typical traveler experience yeah.
1: so now I um uh, there's a long line I was the first one there but there's now like a line of like 10 to 15 people behind me and there's a family of three and like I can kind of tell like They're real, like, country irritable. Like, I'm thinking they're going to be the ones that are going to freak out on the bus driver. So I say, like, hey, like, go right ahead of me. And so they're like, oh, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, yeah, go right. I'll be on in a second. And they get on, and then the bus driver stops me. It's like, no, the bus is full. And I look, and the bus does not seem full to me.
0: Is this the same driver that you upset 30 minutes prior? No, but apparently
1: these guys have walkie-talkies. We'll get to that in a bit. So... (laughs) then one of the uh he says like no we're full i kind of look i was like dude like all these people are waiting for a to b's we've been waiting for 30 minutes get on your walkie-talkie and tell one of these other buses to come our goddamn way some people are
0: considered a flight risk jeremy just became a bus risk
1: (laughs) well again i've left the dangerous airport now i'm in the dangerous (laughs) parking lot yeah 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 so now like again He gets a little offended by this and he closes. I see him get on his walkie. I'm like, everyone in the line is like, yeah, thank you. Like, yeah, yeah, this is ridiculous. We've been waiting here so long, blah, 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 blah. They're all agreeing with me. So now another 20 minutes passes and another A and B comes. And now like I'm fired up. I've been here for 50 minutes. All I want to do is get to my car and eat the edible that's sitting there waiting for me. It's all I need in my life at that point. But I also kind of want to be the hero. And if you know anything about me, as nice and loving and friendly and funny as I am, when I get fired up, I get fired up. So I start letting everyone on the bus ahead of me. It's an empty bus. Totally empty. I'm all 10 to 15 people. I'm like, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. They're like, no, you've been waiting. Like, you already kind of freaked out once. Like, please go. I'm like... (laughs)
0: <laughs> right okay you really are a bus risk yeah even, even, people, even people who you're allowing to go before you are now like oh i don't know if we want to be on the
1: bus with him so i tell i'm like no no like don't worry i'm gonna make sure all of us get on this bus so all the whole group goes and then it's just me alone i go to get on the bus and again the bus driver gives me the hand and goes to stop me so now like oh, that's what I was waiting for, you know what I mean? So now I'm like, you pussy, what are you afraid of? What, you think you're gonna get pulled over? driving in a loop you can't even figure out driving on the real world than the real roads this (laughs) is why you're a bus driver let me on this bus i will stand up you're not gonna get pulled over you're not gonna get in trouble no one's being dangerous you're driving 10 miles per hour finally like now though because i've gotten everyone on the bus they all got my back they're like let them on like get let them on the bus like you gotta drive it we've been waiting for so long blah 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 blah. so now he's like screw it just get on the bus Now, I could have went and stood at the back and taken my victory and stayed quiet, but that's not me. So, I stood right in the one area that you can stand closest to the bus driver and just remain talking shit the whole time. Just in his ear, going, going, going. Finally, we get to Terminal A. Now, Terminal A in itself is like 40 gates. So... I'm parked at like terminal A1. He drops us off at like terminal A35 and he turns around to me, he screams at the top of like, "You get the fuck off my bus right now." <laughs> and I now like, I'm ready to keep going. I was like, "Actually, I'm parked at A1. Take me the rest of the way." He literally grabbed my bag and threw it off of the bus. <laughs> Wow At that point though I was so happy I I claimed that as a victory I was in the correct terminal I was cool to walk 30 gates
0: I I thought this kind of thing Ends when you grow out Of getting on the school bus This is like the kind of The kind of interaction That the drivers of the school bus Have with the school kids Yeah yeah, I, <laughs> like- never, I told you I never
1: grew up. I told you earlier. I One thing I learned at the airport, you know, when you see screaming kids in the airport and the parents are so embarrassed and they're embarrassed because their kids have no care about their surroundings or who's listening to them. I apparently never grew out of that. I don't care that these people don't know me. I'm going to go nuts in front of them.
0: Yes. And this is why um, I've always thought that having almost any job at the airport is pretty much a terrible, terrible place to work because all you're gonna be dealing with are customers who are only interacting with you because they've had to go to where you work in order to get somewhere else. That is what It doesn't matter whether you're on the desk or you're driving the bus. The the only way it could actually be an exciting job is if you're a pilot. And because I know that the pilots are the people with the utmost ability to upgrade. And then you've got everyone sucking you off to try and get into a more comfortable seat. I mean, you could be getting glow jobs galore in those bars. Bathrooms, which by the way are normally very clean. Not that i have been sucked off in an airport bathroom, oh, but I <laughs>
1: I actually disagree because I saw the most vile thing that has ever happened to me in my life at the airport. At this, th- weekend. at this point,
0: I don't know that you've got anything good to say about air travel. No, I
1: really I literally went into the bathroom on the way to Denver and I go to the stall, you know, I'm doing my thing, all of a sudden I look down and there's literally poop on the ground. Oh, but oh. not not open poop. Stepped on. Oh. Stepped on poop. Oh. Yeah. Airport bathrooms are disgusting. Oh.
0: The ones that I've been in mostly are uh, are, are, are very clean. But yes, to my point, this is why. It doesn't matter how much they're paying you or if you actually have a job that would be considered a high level of responsibility. I just think airports in general are one of the worst places to work because all you're dealing with are people who are going to be in some way aggravated because they've had to go there to get somewhere else and it's not like being on public transport buses or trains or whatever that you know people would use every day for their regular commute this is like the height of all inconvenience plus all the security and all that kind of stuff well that's what I was gonna say it's not like the
1: airport makes it easy on the customer well it's generally like the most annoying experience Jeremy
0: the customers don't make it easy on the airport you know what I do when I go to an airport to try and get a little bit of special treatment I turn into Roger moore because my natural british voice isn't british enough right and i i used to always think that if because roger moore's like overtly polite and most people in american airports like they can't realize that i'm faking it they just think i sound like even more british than right. i am so i like turn up the charm to like uh, uh live and let die levels and um I am like I'd, I'm like I'm so charming at this point I could probably sleep with someone whose mother is younger than me like Roger Moore did in Views for a Kill.
1: <laughs> that, joke's, that
0: joke's really funny if you know James Bond as well as I do yeah. you can google it there's like
1: seven people listening who are like dying right
0: now <laughs> and uh and, and and you know I just go overtly British I mean I've I've one of my famous blags in an airport was I, I was flying Back to Shitsville, uh, you know, 10 hour flight. And um it was uh, it was for Christmas, so one of the times when the airport is as busy as it's ever gonna be. Right. And I had no you know, I had a, a plane ticket, I had no special seat on the plane, I had no way of getting into any nicer bars, and the airport was it was just heaving. And I thought to myself, I am gonna Roger Moore it and see if I can get into a VIP lounge that I have no right being in just by being overtly British, because I was at the airport like two and a half hours early. And at least for two and a half hours, I'll get a comfortable seat and some peace and quiet. Because, you know, the air was like being uh, at a sporting event, trying to get served at a bar or whatever. The airport was so busy. And, um, you know, I went up to the lady and uh, and I said... Um, oh, uh, how are you, blah, blah, blah. And I made sure, like, I obscured my identification from her for as long as I possibly could to get as many Roger Moore chat-up lines in, right? So I wanted to make sure that there was, like, this uh, man of great James Bond, nineteen seventy, slightly camp, sophistication. So classy. I know. And I was like, oh, you're so busy. And, oh, I can't tell you how much I love flying British Airways in the lounges and blah, 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 blah. That's how and you get first class. Yeah she was eating it up eating it up like the bond girl in view to a kill whose mum was younger than roger moore was at the time i'm like oh my god i am like this is so good i mean at that point i had about as much right to be in that lounge as roger moore had to still be playing james bond at that age like it was so charm 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 and then at the very at the, the and this is like make or break time and i knew i had a good a good a good potential success rate here just because of the amount of charm that this woman had been receptive to and she's like okay mr Canford, i need to see your id now like uh, this is like five minutes later and i pushed it over and uh i hear they like scan something and i hear the you know like you got the answer wrong on a right. quiz game show and she says to me i can't remember what the what the echelons of priority were but she said something like are you silver or gold status and I like I didn't say anything. I just looked at her longingly and she <laughs> gazed straight back into my Roger Moore eyes and she said you look like silver status to me. In you go. I would have been like gold. No, I tell you what, you're like the fucking guy who can't even get on the bus. Now my <laughs> point, my point to tell I it, got on the bus. I got off the you bus. You couldn't was the even issue. get on the bus transportation that every fucker gets because look, you. Beha- I was the hero of that bus. Uh, Everyone was pumped about what I did. They were terrified that you were about <laughs> to do something really, really bad. I may what have they- threatened to blow up the bus. Right. So they were like, you know, you. Could blow up the airport from the outside. You don't have to be inside, like you know. They were like, "You're one of these really bad terrorists who didn't figure out a way to get through security." I, I failed so, terrorism yeah, school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was no like you're it's too like normal you, you're, school. you're too dumb to get through the security, so you're just gonna try and do something terrible from the outside. Yeah. That's what they were thinking. But my point is, is that when I was being Roger Moore to great effect on that particular occasion, in the back of my mind, I was thinking that this lady just. had has to deal with so many like aggravated Americans that are like, I need to do this and I need to get there and da, da 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 da. And that that plus Roger Moore was my inspiration going forward. When I'm flying now, I'm going to have you physically you in my mind, being a fucking douche to the bus driver. Hey. Not so because before it was just I nuts. it was just any angry American. Whereas now I'm just going to be like. Jeremy on the bus. Jeremy on the bus. This poor yeah. lady's dealt with like twenty-five versions of that in the last hour. Here comes Roger Moore from A View to a Kill. Don't you remember? Like my entrance into the line for the for the VIP area in my head. I'm like, I've got, a, I'm a silhouette in the scr- in the round thing for the yeah. start. <laughs> of <or> I'm, I'm <laughs> just like walking <laughs> on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. I uh, don't you- I'm like
1: watch me shoot my shot and then let me in. <laughs> don't you remember, like when you first met me? And you were like, oh my God, like this guy's so hardworking and he seems so normal. I think I'd like to do a podcast with him. And now like the nuts craziness of a person you've you've known to actually like do this with must just be so disappointing in your life. I think my
0: assessment of you was not hardworking and normal. My assessment of you was that you're a bit nuts and you've led life and you've oh. got some interesting takes on things. Uh. I think my assessment of you was more like, you know... He's the kind of guy that's going to get thrown off the bus at the airport and have a story about it. I should probably, like, do a podcast with him. Well, hey,
1: this might be the first thing in life I've ever done good at, so victory.
0: <laughs> All right, some of the Week update coming and uh, other stuff in part two. We need to talk about uh, banned t-shirts. That's not t-shirts that have been banned. That's t-shirts by bands. I like it. Does that make sense? Uh, no. Okay. All right, let's do Part 2 of Did You America The results for The prior song Of the week Are as follows New York producer Chose Secret Life By Bleachers With Lana Del Rey 16% of the vote Jeremy's most recent choice Skate by Silk Sonic 38% of the vote Nice Well done To uh, Jerry Cantrell Out of Alice in Chains uh, Back with a solo release uh, My choice By Cantrell Which is called A Tone Was victorious In our most recent poll with uh, 46%. We have three new songs for you to vote for this week. You'll be able to do it via the website at didyouamerica.com or I'll get a poll on my Twitter. I'm at Ian camfield on Twitter. Uh, this week, I'm going with another one by Don Broco. I know they're on like every other week on Song of the Week, but they're drip feeding us stuff from their new album. And um, I- I'm a big fan of theirs. And also, each of the three songs so far have been completely different, which is the whole point with Don Broco. They're very hard to pinpoint. Um, This is easily the best one so far. Very much them in Deftones mode. So my choice for this week, Don Broco with the song called One True Prince.
1: I went a little different route than you this week. Um, you know, my picks always lose. And so I, instead of going for the win this week, I'm going for the 0% vote. <laughs> my
0: song of the choice this week is Rumors by Lizzo and Cardi B. A New York producer likes If You Ever Leave, I'm Coming With You by The Wombats. So uh, get voting uh did you America.com if you want to vote on the website or check out the poll on my twitter at ian canfield one true prince by don broco rumors by lizzo and cardi b or if you ever leave i'm coming with you by the Wombats. all right um there's been a poll done for the most popular band t-shirt and the winner is acdc i could see that you ever been to a target or a walmart they do like t shirts shift. everywhere. They even have t shirts for the worst ACDC albums. Yeah. And I, I always uh, send photos to my friends. You know, I, I love to geek out on WhatsApp to things about certain bands. AC/DC, one of my favorite ever bands and I'll be in a random Walmart and I'll take a picture of the blow up your video ACDC t-shirt, which by the way is their worst album. If you disagree with me, I will fight you. And I'll send it to like someone else who's a massive ACDC fan and they go, yeah, but no one knows what's on that album. They just want the AC, (laughs) like the people that are buying ACDC t-shirts at Walmart can't name you anything except Back in Black. They also though can then
1: have like the alternative t-shirts. Like do you remember in Entourage, there was an episode where the main character Vinny Chase wore a shirt that said ADHD, but it was in like the low Logo style. So right. like,
0: I figured that probably counts as well. I think, um, you know, uh, ACDC uh, are uh, very um, cheap in every regard. I mean, they're one of my favorite bands, but they've got the, you know, if you know the story behind ACDC, although they're one of the biggest bands of all time, um, they come from a real blue collar background, you know, the especially the young brothers, Angus and Malcolm, Malcolm no longer around, but he was very much the guy that ran the band until he passed away. And even though they were, you know, making millions and millions and millions, and, you know, Back in Black is one of the, not just rock, one of the biggest selling albums of all time there was always a kind of blue-collar instinct from Malcolm Young that said, but could we be more cheap if we did that? <laughs> and so, like, you know, the ACDC logo... That's so simple. It's not like, you know, Iron Maiden's Eddie or the Kiss makeup or, you know, bands that have got a mascot or that put so much thought into their artwork. ACDC logo just says ACDC. It could be on the side of any device that gives you power. There's a famous story with ACDC whereby... um, they've got an album called Flick of the Switch. Right? right. And that came after, you know, they had like Highway to Hell, um, Back in Black for those about to rock. Three Mutt Lang produced albums. Probably, uh, you're yeah, definitely at that point, their biggest selling albums, like a run of like just monster albums, loads of radio play, ticket sales, all that kind of stuff. And they came back with Flick of the Switch, which is decent. I mean, it's nowhere near as good as those, but, but it would still be a really good album had it not come, you know, after that run of three and there's a famous story that the artist who did the cover for flick of the switch did a sketch in pencil of it's the cover is the back of Angus Young with like the guitar around his neck pulling a massive switch right, right? and it was done as a what do you think of this and uh, Malcolm Young goes, yeah, it's great. He goes, okay, I'll get to work on it. No, 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 we'll use that. No, and he's no, like, that was well, I literally sketched that in pencil on a napkin. No, it'll be fine.
1: Right. <laughs> I mean, like on half their merch, like sometimes you'll get, you know, the lightning bolt as the slash in between the AC and the DC. But most of the time, no, you just get a slash. Nothing creative there. And even if you do get a picture of the actual band on your shirt, they're so small, they take up barely space any space on the shirt. So it's super cheap to
0: make. It, re- <laughs> it really is. It really is. So I'm all for uh, ACDC being at number one, but I, I always feel like it's fun to kind of pry into how blue collar they've remained because they really are just like, yeah, but can we do this? Like, it could, could could it be any, any cheaper, like any possible way? You, you know what my favorite part about
1: the band T-shirt is, is? Now, you are the anomaly because you wear your Motorhead shirt, your Iron Maiden shirt, and that's pretty much your closet. Can I just
0: say, can I just say put in an order for new Iron Maiden shirts.
1: See, that's exactly my point. You have way too many Iron Maiden oh, shirts. Oh,
0: but there's a new range because Sunjitsu is here in like <laughs> oh, three weeks. It's like even less... We you, almost made it a whole podcast
1: without talking Maiden. So there's
0: a new range of merch for the new album. I emailed their merch guy last week and I said, uh, would it be a little cheeky of me to ask for uh, the, the, the the new shirt? And he emailed back and said, which ones you want? I said, all of them. Like, I, I, There's a Sunjitsu range. I need the whole range. See, now most people, that's why
1: Iron Maiden isn't at Walmart. Because the only people buying the Sinjitsu t-shirts are the diehards like you. Otherwise, the people who buy the ACDC, the Aerosmith, the Queen, the Pink Floyd, are always like the biggest poser fans of those bands. Like, anytime I see a girl in the Dark Side of the Moon t-shirt, I really just want to be like, please, like, name three songs. Just three songs that don't even have to be from the album of their entire catalog. And 90% of the time, they can. not do
0: it yeah i mean there are there is that aspect of using classic rock to pose as a hipster the 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 apartment building i live in they've got one of those shared working spaces like lots of apartments have right and um you know very comfortable lots of armchairs and sofas and desks you can plug your laptop in and tvs you basically like you could do anything down there from work to like have a whole party down there with you know like a bar of food and all that kind of stuff and one of the things they've got in the corner of the co-working space is a vinyl player like a record player yeah yeah yeah. and uh they've got like five or six vinyl albums that are there and dark side of the moon on vinyl is the, the the front of those albums and when i before i moved into the apartment complex when i was getting my tour you know the working space is very comfortable. It's very nice, and you know I'm drawn to the the vinyl. And um, I said. Uh Oh, okay. So you go. It's fun. I said I've I've actually got like three boxes of seven inches. Not because I'm a hipster. Because when I was a kid, I bought seven inch singles. I've just kept them because part of my upbringing. You came from the end of that era. Yeah, yeah, the very end. And uh, and and I said, you know, I haven't had a record player to play them on in in years. So it'd be kind of fun just to bring down my box of singles and play them. (laughs) And the guy showed me the yeah. The guy showed me the apartment complex is like. Oh it doesn't work. Oh no. <laughs> it's like oh yeah no that's just that's just to
1: sell suckers <laughs> but, like you. But it's
0: one thing to have a a record player down there so the area looks cool but they right. were like what should we get that we actually can't play on it Dark side of the moon. Don't yeah. right? you <laughs> They're think we're so
1: cool? <laughs> you
0: know the other thing with um with t-shirts uh is that the there was a story I read over the weekend that apparently renting um clothes is a thing with hipsters now and, and i and i think this is related to what has now become the perceived value of retro t-shirts and it's it speaks to what you said about you know the girl that's walking around with dark side of the moon on her shirt and couldn't tell you who sang us and them or whatever right. um because retro t-shirts are such a thing now and they're such a money spinner for anyone who's in that business. I've got some friends that run a, a vintage store, right? And they're paying people five, ten bucks for the ZZ Top 1987 Tour t-shirt, right? right? of course. Which is... Crinkled to hell and says and looks like it you know it had never been ironed. Maybe it was washed a couple of times since 1987 and a couple of times it might be stretching it. And so it's the kind of stuff that like the goodwill store might go. Oh no, we can't take that. No one would possibly (laughs) want that. Like my clothes, but at the vintage store they're bunging someone like five ten bucks for it. And it like the more worn out and used it looks the better and they're selling it for like 65 bucks and the other thing is i've seen if you can get the rights or maybe you can do it illegally and not get caught um and get away with this to print old shirts like let's stick with the zz top example the zz top tour t-shirt from 87 right so you get a print of that so it's actually a new shirt but you make it look beat up you can knock that out. for. I've seen them for like $150. Like made, So they're new, but they look like they were purchased in 1987. And all you're doing is selling someone a, a band's T-shirt that had tour dates on it from 30 years ago, but suddenly everyone wants them. This is awesome. So you're telling me that
1: wrinkled T-shirts are now cool? I'm never doing laundry again? You Literally,
0: the coolest, as long as there's something on them, that says they date back to 87. Right. So here's an idea oh, just for with you. A Sharpie. Literally, yeah. Literally. <laughs> right. That that t-shirt you're wearing that looks like you wrestled a homeless person for it, yep, right? I did. If you were to take a Sharpie to the back of that, right, and just write on it Pat Benatar, US tour, 1989, and make up some dates. You
1: are the height of cool. I think I can make a killing because, you know, sure, not all my clothing is music related, but I think this whole just like vintage in general may take up. I, you know, when I was with my family all weekend, you know, there's a bunch of photos and all that BS, you know, I like, hate that. But, you know, my mom got sent a bunch of these photos and she sent me a bunch of them. I thought she was going to be like, oh, you look so good in these. Instead, she starts circling all my articles of clothing being like, you've had this since seventh grade. Throw it out. (laughs) Now I have a reason. I'm going to make a killing. I
0: quit my job. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I mean, and again, I always go, because, you know, I'm I'm nowhere near a hipster. I'm certainly very geeky when it comes to like metal and stuff. For sure. So, you know, a few weeks ago, um the vintage store uh my buddy who's one of the people that runs it he's on instagram uh showing like the new range of t-shirts and he's a good looking guy so he likes to like model the (laughs) t-shirts right right? of course and um you know he's on there showing off like the judas priest 1987 ram it down t-shirt right and uh so i'm like great t-shirt worst album he's like did it have breaking the law on it? I'm like, no, but you know, he's like, no one, no one cares. And then we got into it, and he's like, but, you know, the cover of Ram It Down is like a fist pounding the pounding yeah. the world. It was a whole different conversation when I said to him, you know, when Rob Halford wrote Ram It Down, that's not what he meant.
1: <laughs> I, I feel like owning Judas Priest merch is kind of BS. The only thing they should be selling is assless chaps. <laughs>
0: Yeah, perhaps. But seriously, this idea of renting clothes i think the reason why hipsters are doing it is because if you want to be hipster and wear the shirt that you're now going to go home and design with a sharpie pat benatar's 1989 we belong world tour right right? let's call it that (laughs) you know my buddy will be like taking the judas priest ram it down t-shirt off putting the pat benatar t-shirt on that you just created with a sharpie and probably trying to knock it out for about 200 bucks and if it carries on and by the way i'm all for whatever simulates the economy like if you're into a good business idea and people buy into it then, then good for you because you know i'm a big uh, big capitalist but if people keep on buying into beat up creased old t-shirts like this then it's going to get to the point that to go out in that pat benatar 40 year old t-shirt it's going to be like when people go rent a tuxedo to be at a wedding like i need (laughs) need to i need to rent the zz top shirt from 1983 because i can't afford to buy outright because the dallas vintage store are selling it for 300 bucks oh hang on dusty hill died it just went up to 400 exactly like i'm kind of
1: torn on the whole vintage clothes or renting clothes thing like i get why it is a decent idea but for me like i'm not a big thrift store like vintage shop kind of guy, you know, for as disgusting as I look and dress all the time. I'm wearing Yeezys right now. Those are like $300. I have a Supreme hat on that like people come up to me all the time. i are like, I'll pay $600 for the hat. Just take it off my sweaty head. Right. And so like, I definitely like to, you know, class it up a bit for as grimy as I am.
0: If we but- get a Sharpie and make that the Twisted Sister 1987 t-shirt, the clothes you're wearing are probably worth about five grand. I'd make a killing. <laughs> but see,
1: the thing is like most people would kind of be grossed out at the idea of like, oh, it's someone else's clothes. But- I mean, all every article of clothing you've ever worn is used. Sure, it's used by you, but it's still used and you're still going <laughs> to wash. Like, I've blown my nose into a shirt before. I've worn it after. I just put it through the washing machine. You know, it's like that. Uh, people say that too with, like, toilets or couches. Like, you don't want to go. Every toilet you've ever sat on is a used toilet.
0: Oh yeah. 100%. you know Every couch
1: you've ever sat. every time you've gone to your friend's house and sat on their couch, they've boned on that couch. A
0: hundred percent. And I was actually having a toilet discussion at the weekend. Cause these are the kind of things I do for fun. As one does. Talking about how disgusting they are. And I was having a very detailed conversation with my friend, Nick. I don't know how he managed to do the research on this. I have no idea where he got this information from. And I also can't remember the term that he used, but it, a, it sounded disgusting, but B, it sounded very convincingly correct. But he, we were basically having a conversation about, you know, uh, it, we, people's fear about COVID and spreading germs and, right. you know, how a lot of people aren't being affected by the Delta variant if they've been vaccinated, but it spreads way more easily and, you know, all the door handles and all that kind of right. stuff. So he, my buddy Nick, started telling me about the basically the amount of splashback that you get from a urinal that you can't see. And he's got this story about somewhere where he used to work, having a very strangely positioned window in where the urinals are. Because obviously you don't normally get windows in a toilet unless right. you're at a very strange party where people like to <laughs> i watch literally have back. glass bathrooms <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean but he was basically saying that it was it was the, you know you the, the the you get this window in a it's a bit of, in a weird position because normally you wouldn't have a window in a bathroom and he said the window was like high up so that no one c- could look into the bathroom. But because of where it was and the angle of the sun, what you got was this uh, a much better view of what happens at the urinal when you pee that you normally don't get. Because if you stand at the urinal, obviously it's normally dark. And he said that with the natural sunlight shining in, if he was to take a pee at this urinal... Not only do you get the splashback, he said there's like basically a cloud of piss, so much that comes up that's because of the condensation or whatever it is. And, and, and he had this term for it, like uh, doctors or I don't know, fucking urinal specialists call it. <laughs> that's a job. It's a better term than this, but it was something like fecal splashback matter. (laughs) That's my band in high school. Yeah, F-S-M. We rocked. (laughs) And, uh, And anyway, the point being that when you're there having a pee, it ain't just your pee that's splashing back in that cloud that he had a unique view on because of the window. It's everyone else's pee that's gone up against the urine. How do we get onto this? See, I, honestly, I don't... I <laughs> some, Oh, because I was saying how
1: uh, buying someone's used clothes oh. is similar to you know, every toilet that you're going to be I mean, you t-
0: might as well lick the... If you're going to buy used clothes, you might as well lick the urinal is the moral of the story from this episode. When you
1: started the story, I really thought you were going to be like, yeah, my friend told me something crazy. Like,
0: you can tell the cleanliness." Of a toilet by licking the bowl. No, but it just struck me that I mean you've any guys that are listening if you if you go to the urinal and you're wearing shorts you feel the splashback and you're like shit I forgot like you get this much but he swears that with the uh, unusually large amount of natural light coming in from that window it was like someone was smoking in there there was so much <laughs> steam coming off of it that was basically covering you and he also said that as a result of experiencing this not only does he avoid using the urinals now he never never flushes a toilet unless he puts the seat down because you imagine the splashback from one guy peeing oh yeah the splashback from the oh, if you lifting. flush oh, yeah wow. see you just helped this, me. This podcast is like an education today.
1: Not only that, you just helped me win an argument I had with basically every girlfriend I've had in my life. When they would yell at me when in the mornings I would open my back door and pee outside when the bathroom when you'd open was equal. Your
0: back door. Oh, sorry. Right. <laughs>
1: I'm like, what?
0: Where's, the, back where's this
1: going? My house is back. I'm sorry, door. I'm still
0: on Judas Priest. That's Lash. exit only, my friend. <laughs> Unless it's like a finger or something. <laughs> today's podcast is called unless it's a finger <laughs> oh that's great all right if you want to uh, talk to us then uh did is the website you can vote for song of the week there you can also leave us a message i'll get a poll for song of the week on my twitter where i am at ian camfield we will be back with another episode this week we're going to get back to the two a week regime so for any of you who listen in anything approaching real time firstly we appreciate it and secondly um some point uh, late Thursday afternoon, expect another edition of Did You America? Oh, and also on the website. You could buy one of our T-shirts. Forget everything we just said about buying clothes and right. everything, like and our, and the lack of cleanliness and everything. Um, you buy one of our T-shirts; they are brand new, and in actual fact, they come in uh, a wrapper, so no one's blown their nose, held them against the urinal, rubbed them against Judas pre assless traps. Like they're they <laughs> they're, they're, they're pristine. But you forgot the most important part: they also feel great on your nipples. All of this stuff can be achieved via the website DidYouAmerica.com. Thank you for listening to this one.